Um, one thing I just want to kick off with um, that the Lord brought to my attention as, as I was walking in is um, to much is given, to whom much is given, much is required. And um, I'm one of those people who've been given much from Christ. I've been blessed to go on missions trips, to be around godly people who have invested in my life. And I'm in the season where I'm returning that investment to children. And it's really exciting um, time of my life. And so I want to hit off on Proverbs 22, verse 6, which every I'm sure we can all quote it. It's just talking about train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. So that's my job every Sunday and Wednesday is to help to um, train up these children just as parents are doing at home. It's my job to do it here, to bless them. Um, to show them the right way. We have here at Forward Church, we have four classes that make up FC Kids. Um, We have Discovery, we have Safari, we have Quest, and we have Motion. Um, Our Discovery class is from birth to one years of age. Our Safari is from two to three. And then Discovery, sorry, our Quest is from um, four to kindergarten. And then the class that I teach is Motion, and it is from first to fourth grade. We have awesome volunteers that make up FC Kids. I'm not alone, thank God. (laughs) Um, We have a great children's ministry. Some of the things, just to help you guys out, because I know this is a teaching where you guys can pick up from us and we can glean from each other. Um, One of the ministries that I've picked up a lot of great ideas from is Life Church. I don't know if somebody's already introduced that ministry yet this morning, but Life Church is a great um, tool for children's ministry. Um, that we use quite often. And another thing, ladies and men who may be involved in children's ministry, I use a lot off Pinterest. We, um, We do our lesson, we do a snack, and we do some games and activities that keep the children engaged so it's fun, so we're not falling asleep like the kids on the third row back there. I'm just messing. We don't want that to happen in FC Kids. We try to keep it alive, try to keep them under control, but having fun and enjoying Christ because the world is hitting them each and every single day with media, with things at school, with friendships that are ungodly. And this is our opportunity on Sundays and Wednesdays to instill in them Christ is the way and he's fun. And it's an exciting life to live with him. Um, One of the lessons, just to give you guys an idea, kind of what goes on, and I'll throw it off to Jamie. Um, This past Wednesday, we had the kids come in to share their lesson that they learned, and um, it was about how God's Word is alive, and it can be alive in us. And one of the um, projects that we did, we got a little bag, a Ziploc bag, got a wet paper towel, put some beans in there. The kids took it home with them to show that those beans will grow in light, just like God's Word will grow in us when we put it in there. Um, Another thing that we did for our our snack, because we like to do that as well, keep them. They come in hungry for some reason. I don't know why, but we feed them. Um, so our snack this past Wednesday was just a simple cookie, and I told them that we're like the cookie, and God's word is like the icing and the sprinkles in our life. The icing covers us just like it covers a cookie. God's word covers us, and the sprinkles are the sweet part that everybody likes, most of us, and that's like God's word. It sweetens our lives. So the kids, it brought it home to them on their level so they understand God's word is alive and it can be alive in me and it can be fun. Um, And just to go off, just to encourage you guys that are serving in children's ministry, the encouragement I received this past Wednesday night, um, one of the young girls in our class, she sent me a text message after I got home and she said, good night, God's word is alive. 
So it just encouraged me that, you know, we are training them and they are picking up little things. Um, a lot of times we'll do dances and dramas for them just to make it come alive even more. Um, does anybody have any questions that I could help answer just to help you guys out the way that others have helped me? Any questions or anything? That's awesome. Cool. So thank you very much, and I pray that the Lord blesses your children's ministry, that he gives you creativity, um, and thanks to instill in their life each week. God bless you guys. She's the only girl that I can say, don't go anywhere. How many are working with children or young people in our communities? Any of you? I need for you to stand. She's about to release something into your ministry and into your lives. If you are working with children, oh, the Holy Spirit's here. When the Spirit of the Lord is here, I can wake up. Because sometimes I get a little like, and it's like, boom, the Holy Spirit shows up. and He'll wake you up. One of the things that I have watched God do in the life of Brittany is bring about creativity. The enemy does not have the tools of the kingdom. We do. And we have creative ability. She's going to pray over us for creative ideas. They'll come in when it's no longer boring in the house. The kingdom's not boring. I'm going to be there throughout eternity. God is going to release creativity into this tri-county area. Orlando and Tallahassee and Gainesville and Jacksonville and Miami, they can't have all the cool ideas. It belongs in the rural communities too. Amen? So, Brittany, I want you to pray over us before Jamie comes to talk about uh, young people and youth ministry. This is children's ministry. This is reaching these young ones and getting that seed down deep in their spirit so that they'll be transformed throughout life and eternity. So, Brittany, I want you to step up like you used to on the mission field, and I want you to hit this thing, and it better be a home run. See, I can say that because it's my daughter. And just before I start praying, I just want to let you guys know the enemy can duplicate so many things that God's kingdom has, but the only thing he can't duplicate is his love. So when we show that love to the children, they know that God's real. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love and your compassion, Lord Jesus, that you've shown upon us, Lord God. We are so grateful, so we give back, Lord Jesus, whatever that opportunity or that ministry may be, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would fill each one of these individuals with passion, Lord God, from on high, Lord Jesus, to serve the way that you've called them to serve, Lord God. I pray that your love would over-consume them, Lord Jesus, as they minister, that they wouldn't be caught up in what they're doing or get tired or discouraged, Lord God, but they would walk in your love and your passion. And Lord God, I pray that you would just open up the heavens right now and release creativity, dreams and visions to these people, Lord God, that come from you, Lord Jesus, that will reach masses, Lord God, for your kingdom and your honor and your glory, Lord. We serve you, Lord Jesus, from a humble spirit, God, and I pray that you would bless these individuals, Lord Jesus, with your passion with your love, with your creativity, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would wake them up in the night and the deer in the day, that you would just drop downloads into their, their hearts and into their minds, Lord God. God, I pray that you would just release creativity like never before. 
overwhelm them, Lord Jesus, with the ideas from the kingdom. In your name we pray and we go forth. Amen. Turn to somebody to your right or your left and say, wow, you look a little different. (laughs) You look a little different. As she was praying, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I'll give you brand new ideas for Levy Learning Academy next year now. I said, yes, I'll take it now for next year. Amen. I'm done with the church playing behind. I've kind of lost interest in the Cleveland Indians because... We're only early in the season and they're already in last place. It's like, that's boring. Ladies and gentlemen, at my age and all these years of ministry, I'm weary of the church playing. It's time for the creative power of the Holy Spirit to rip through the church and giving unto God's people creative ideas so we don't have to take a back seat to the world. Amen? All right, that's enough for now. So I received creativity. Old geezers can still get it done. But you count us out as long as we're under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Won't you count us out? Won't you count us out? (sighs) Man, the Lord's here. I had some kids messing with me the other day about the old Bronson gym. And I said, you might beat me off the dribble, but don't you dare come out here on the three line. I'll make you cry like a baby. I said, I don't want to hear your junk. I said, you might be bad in the paint, but I'll meet you out on the three line and I'll beat your brains out. For sure. They look at you like, man, you're short, bald headed and you got whatever's left of a beard. I said, bring your junk on. Don't run. This is a, this, don't run. This is God's greatest hour in the nations. Don't run. This is God's greatest hour in the nations. Don't run. Don't hide. Bring it. You've got game. You have game. I'm trying to encourage someone. Not take away from the ministry that's coming about to young people, but I'm trying to encourage someone. Stay in the fight. Stay in the ring. Don't throw your gloves down. Keep battling. Amen. Awesome. 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 What a great, great, great day. And talking with Bishop and the other pastors in between sessions and at lunch, just wait till next year. If you think this is good, you just wait till next year. All right. Oh, oh, by the way, a word from the Holy Spirit. Eh, man, this has been boring today. God will sweep you out of the way and bring in fresh. That was from the Lord. Hey, he's got a big broom too. And when he starts sweeping, look out. You, you can't run fast enough to beat that broom. Whew, the Holy Spirit is here. Jamie and Shelly Nash have been working tenaciously behind the scenes in the lives of young people. Pulling down walls and building bridges has been a model of mine for many, many years. And we're trying to see that take place along with many other ministries. Some that are here today and others that are a part of other ministries. But we want to see our young people, regardless where they go to church, hang out together on these campuses. 
Because that's where the powers of darkness are very powerful. Having continued to serve in education, powers of darkness of the unseen realm are in our elementary, middle, and high schools. Let's tear down the walls so our kids who know Christ hang out together. Will you warmly welcome today Mr. Jamie Nash. Now that I see y'all can shout somebody down, please, Lord, don't hold that back while I'm here. You can do it. Just bring a little bit more. I might need it. Um, like you said, my name is Jamie Nash. I co-pastor along with my wife, Shelly's, who's not here. No, she's not. She didn't make it back. Um, we have six children, so we stay we a bit busy um, on top of doing this as well, and I'm, that's what she's doing this afternoon. Um, how many people in the room today work directly with teenagers in your in your youth, in your church, um, the rest of y'all don't even need to, leave, don't even need to listen. Then y'all just that way. Only they know I mess up today. Um, who's been doing this longer than with teenagers? Longer than fifteen years? Good. Ten, ten years. Got ten, five. And less. That's the rest of us. That's good. We all green behind the ears and wet and all that. That's good. Um, I really wanted to find that out so I could kind of feel my way around you guys today. Um, when, I, when I started this, the first few Wednesdays I spent back with our students, um, I really spent my time just kind of delving into what they're dealing with. Um, I wanted to know where they were at, uh, what was it that they wanted. Because growing up in a church where, where I had a big youth group, I often felt like I was getting what he wanted, but I wasn't getting what I wanted. The youth pastor was giving me something, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted. And so I knew that I wanted to be as relational and as on point with these students as I could be. Um, and when we started, we had about 12, 15 from 6th grade to 12th grade. Is about what we were running on a Wednesday night. Um, we implemented a few things, decided if we'd feed them, we could probably gather a few more. 12 to 15 turned into 30 or 40, and 30 or 40 turned into 40 or 50. Um, and it got to the point that we had 6th through 12th grade back there together, and I looked at the pastor and I said, look, we got to split these kids up. I said, because number one, I'm going to kill the young ones. I said, number two, though, I said, the biggest thing is there's so many differences between what an 8th grader through a 12th grader is, is, is getting and what these younger kids are getting, but yet your fifth and sixth and seventh graders ain't got no business in children's ministry, so you've got to have a bridge, and that's what we've designed. That's what we call ours is the bridge. Susie Slaughter, who, who, who is uh, an awesome administrator or educator at school, uh, she takes care of the bridge, um, and I think it gives your, your younger students something to look forward to when, when they get older. That way you're not going directly from I'm in children's ministry to, oh, now I'm in the, I'm in the youth group. No, you've got, you, you've got to come up. And then you can deal with things that these kids are really, really getting hit, hit home and getting hit hard with today at school. Um, you know, I think there's a difference between being effective and effective. And how do you run your youth ministry? Are you running your youth ministry effectively, which is are you looking for uh, what kind of emotions are you arousing with your kids? What kind of mood are you in? Is it your mood that's directing where you're taking, uh, what, you're, what you're teaching? 
Because if that's what you're doing, and I, I think you might be a little skewed because I think we need to be more effective, which if you're effective, that means you're getting the result that you desire. You're getting an actual, you're seeing your work take place and take root rather than just creating emotion. And emotion's only going to last about this long, and it's gone. He's going to have it Wednesday night. He hits the, when he hits school Thursday morning, it's over because it was an emotion. It was short. Um, and I don't think that we can, we can be that way. But I think also... If we're going to do that, we're going to have to be efficient as well as effective. Um, you know, this comes through through being, you got, you're going to have to be transparent. You've got to be real. You've got to be visible. But you can't just be visible on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, I, I've got a full-time job. I, I run uh, an insurance office here in town. Um, I work 50 hours a week. But I find time between that, my family and kids, God makes time. He stretches the clock out. He has to because I don't feel like I've got any. But I go to sporting events. I go to pep rallies. I ain't got a dog in the fight at most ball games that I go to. Those kids see me there. I don't go there to try to fit in. I don't go there to talk and, and, try, to, and try to be in their clique with them and be really, you know, I'm on their level, but I'm not trying to hang out. But they see me. They know I'm there. They know I'm available. I'm not their stalker. I don't want to be that guy either. But I want them to see me because if it's Sunday and Wednesday they see you, then you're kind of this unapproachable person that's just kind of out here and there's no relationship. And without relationship, you can hang it up with young people. They don't want none. Uh, They've seen all the fake they need to see. They're done with it. Um, You know, and I hope that's what we can establish the difference in the two uh, today. Um, You know, and and you say, well, you're being effective. Are Are you worried about numbers? Yeah, I am. It's all about numbers to me, not numbers because... Because I want to look the best or be the best, but all numbers, because without numbers, I'm not reaching anybody. I'm after lost kids, and I'm after all the lost kids I can get. I'm not after building the biggest ministry in Chiefland. Don't care. I want to reach all the kids I can reach. I don't care if they come in here, get saved, and go somewhere else. It doesn't matter. But it's about reaching as many as possible and doing whatever it takes to do that. Um, When you get when when you're looking to be efficient, and I, when I said you know we got to be effective, we got to be efficient. When you when you get that young and then you, or you, and you've got him locked in, you've got him on a sweet spot. You've got him. That window's about this long, because I'm just like him. I can be sitting in my office working my tail off, and a squirrel will go by the window, and I'm I'm gonna go look. I want to see what he's doing. They're the same way. We can't get in there and beat them down. And when I say not being efficient, um, who's familiar with the word exegesis? Come on, my pastor's got to be. I see. I knew you would be. I knew at least my pastors would be. I think the the definition of it is this: it's a critical critical explanation or interpretation of a text, often going back into the original language of the text in order to uncover the interpretation. Is this knowledge? Is this something you need to be effective? Yes. But regurgitating this type of dialogue to a teenager is not efficient. A baby needs food, right? But he doesn't need a 20-ounce steak and a loaded baked potato, not yet. He's not ready for that yet. And I don't care whether you've got kids that, how many are running over 20? 6th through 12th grade, over 20. I don't care if you've got a room full of kids that have been raised in the church. They've been there since they were in diapers. Or if you've got a room full of new believers that have walked in off the street, their parents don't even go to church. Either one that you've got... They are babies. They haven't dove in. They ain't got in the ditch with a shovel. They're not ready to dig this thing out yet. They're not there. 
And until we get to them to that place, and that's our, that's our job, digging in and giving them what the root word or the Greek meaning of something is, you've lost them. They're gone. Hang it up. It's got to be relational with the deal with it. And I'm not telling you by any means don't compromise, don't water it down, don't, none of that. None of that. But you've got to make it work for them. Here's a couple qualifications. Some of them I'm serious about, some of them I'm not. Um, of a good youth leader, a good youth pastor, um, you need to be a disciplinarian. But you don't need, don't, don't get that twisted with being a disciplinarian, being the warden. Those kids need to see something in there and they need to know when you step up, it's my time. But at the same time, when they get out of line, you don't have to come down on them like you're the drill sergeant. You need to be comfortable with rebuking your students, though, as well. Uh, they, they need it. From time to time, your ministry is going to need it, and you're going to need it. But that's something you need to be comfortable with. But when, when you do that, when you've got a kid that you know is out of line, and you pull him aside, and it's time to get real and get in his face, do it without judgment. And I think a lot of times, you know, we take, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Holy Ghost-filled, anointed, da-da-da-da, yada, whatever. Great, good. Don't confuse correction with being judgmental don't mix those two up they need correction they don't need you to be judgmental they get that all the time that's not what they need that's not what they're looking for and you're shutting doors i can guarantee you when you start that and they see that and they can read through you like nobody's business they need to do that um one thing you need to do is you need to be super in tune you need to dress like them look like them act like them talk like them right to reach no uh uh-uh don't quit if you're that person that thinks you've got to, look, ain't nothing dope anymore. They don't say that. Don't try to talk like them. Don't try to be them. Just try to love on them. Just be where they are. Be with them, but don't be them. They're not looking for another Facebook friend, another Snapchat buddy, another Insta twit mark on their feed. They don't need it. They're getting it. They don't need that from us. They need you to be transparent. They need you to be real. And sometimes being real means being vulnerable. Like I said, I go to ball games. These kids have seen me come unglued when an umpire makes a call I don't like. I will get ugly. They know I'll be ugly. But they also know that at the same time, he's just, he's real. He's, he don't put on a show. He don't put on a farce. He don't try to be fake. He's, he's who he is on Wednesday and who he is on Friday night at the ball game when he's losing his mind. He's the same guy. But they also know that that same guy is that real because, and, and when he loves us, it's real too. And that they need to see more than anything. You want to turn that down on this mic just a little bit? <laughs> we ain't going there today. We ain't going there today. I ain't doing it. I ain't going to do it. What I think we need more of is we need more street smart youth pastors. Not church smart, street smart. Not compromising and conforming. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you need to water it down like I said before. But we need to look around and see, you know, a lot of people say, well, he says that we just need to conform to the world. No, uh-uh, that ain't what I'm saying. But take a look around. They're winning. The world's winning. They're taking our kids by storm. They're rolling over, and they go in there just as fast as they can get there. Because I can, like you said, I said, how many is running over 20? Because we're running over 20 don't make us better. You ain't running over 20. You're not doing something right because the world's getting them. 
They're making it more attractive than what we're making it. And I don't want to be like them. I want to be better than they are. I want them here. We've got to figure out how to integrate today's culture with solid theology, not watered down. And if you put those two, if we can figure out a way to mesh what we're dealing with today, what these kids are seeing on a day-to-day basis, and theology, and put it together in a, in a way that we can articulate it so they understand it, that it's clear to them, that's when we're going to become effective. Pounding theology is not going to be effective until students understand how to get into God's Word. And then once they do, they will realize that His Word is alive, it is powerful, it is not an antique book full of antique language. Then not only will you see the effectiveness of your work in your ministry, but you will create an, an effect, an effect, an emotion. I just lost my whole spot that I wrote this, and it was good. An effect that is very effective. And once the effectiveness causes the effect and creates an emotion moved by God, not by you, but by Him, you will have a room full of students who are ready to take on their schools. The only way you're going to do this is by being real, being transparent, even when it's ugly, being visible, not just on Sunday, and loving them judgment-free when they're in the ditch, even when, they, I don't care if they hit the ball over the fence or he's, or he's dragging the bat back to the, ball, to the dugout because he struck out. Love him where he is. Don't, you can't, until he knows you love him, you can't fix him. That's all there is to it. That's really all I've got from y'all. I, I mean, if you've got questions, I'd be thrilled to answer them. I probably don't have the answers. I've been doing this a whole lot shorter than most of y'all. Um, that's really the gist of what I've got tonight, today. So, yes, ma'am. Oh, thank God somebody's going to say something. I didn't just ramble. I thought I was glad you asked a question. <laughs> Lordy, jeez. You know, yeah, thanks. You could have gone other places, but that's all right. You know, you're looking for a student that wants to argue with whether it's right or wrong. Is that where you're going, kind of, or just...